Hi, welcome to the Out in the Open Radio Hour. I'm your interim host, Lucy Webb, and I'm here today with Patricia Pedroza-Gonzalez. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you. Uh, we're going to be talking today a little bit about a lot of stuff, but I think we're focusing mostly on spirituality. Um, and uh, I invited Patricia to come have this conversation with me because we were on a panel together back in the fall of 2018 at Keene State College, talking with a lot of other folks um, about uh, different sort of queer spiritual practices and queer spiritualities and how people approach their spirituality with a um, queer lens. And so I had a great time. I have known Patricia for years and had a great time talking to her then. And uh, she was kind enough to agree to come join us today. Um, Patricia, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us your name. Your Well, we've heard your name, but uh, your pronouns, a little background, who you are. Yeah. Thank you, Lucy. Uh, thank you for having me. And so, yes, my name is, as Lucy said, uh, Patricia Pedrosa Gonzalez, and I live in Swansea, New Hampshire, and I work at King State College uh, in the Department of Women, Gender Studies and American Studies. I am uh, originally born in Mexico, but I have lived in the United States uh, now for almost 21 uh, years. And so I will say that right now, that other things about me probably will come in the conversation. Sure. So let's, let's jump right in. Um, and I'm interested in hearing um, a little bit about what role your spiritual tradition plays in your day-to-day -day life. What kind of spiritual framework are you coming from? Uh, well, I absolutely place my spiritual practices in indigenous practices. And by indigenous means uh, for what we call Latino American uh, practices specifically uh, in Mexico. However, uh, and this is uh, very connected with my um, identity in terms that inside of the United States, I belong uh, to the multiplicity of Latina identity. And so I was born in Mexico, living in the United States, but connected uh, for the reasons <laughs> that I was born in Mexico. I belong to the Latina, Latinx multiplicity inside of the United States. And I say multiplicity because uh, there is at least 23 countries from Latin America where we may share some cultural and language uh, issues, but also uh, migration issues. And so in that sense, I honestly uh, have, have seen because my life uh, framed as a multiplicity of identities. And um, that it's easy to say, but uh, every day I is like, oh, wow, that's true. It's a multiple identities, which in fact, I'm mm -hmm. coming back that I did not say my preferred pronouns, um, which I use she, hers, um, her. And even, even the pronouns, I locate myself also as a transgenerational person because I, I am not lying. When I grow up, we did not have the practice to say our preferred pronouns. And so even jumping in that kind of understanding and awareness, why we say that, it's also a shift. Um, and I mentioned that because until today, even some people, if they understand the why, they don't want to do it. And so I think that I will repeat a lot in this talk, like what means the shifting of consciousness, but also the, the willingness to engage in that shifting. And so um, it, it is, uh, I will say, absolutely indigenous practices, uh, but indigenous is an umbrella. It's not only one. Mm. And so I guess I'm curious, are there um, particular practices that are more uh, meaningful or significant to you? Are there, how, how does, uh, yeah, are there particular practices that are important to you? And I guess I, yeah. we, yeah. It, it, it's very, and that is why I said, um, how even we talk when the umbrella exists, because under the umbrella will be very different things. But look, for example, 
now and, and also everybody that is listening this please excuse me because i'm a women gender studies professor and so i i use a lot of terminology uh not because i want but look um as women gender studies professor i know that there are many native american groups which mm -hmm. indigenous could be the same why we use the word indigenous why we use the word native american specifically in north america i was born in mexico but mexico belongs to north america america is a continent and we have north america central america south america and across all those three americans we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of indigenous groups and we may connect native american as the political connotation that who were the first Americans, because there is a discussion like who is really an American, who deserves to be an American, who is the true American. And so with we say Native Americans, we enter in that political connotation of geographical nation thing. But indigenous connects with the sense of people around the world, not only in the Americas, that were displaced people which land was taken and so they can be a diasporic thing that means groups of people were obligated to move further the thing and so this is about land geography and that means housing the sense of home but at the same time all native americans indigenous traditions they have spiritual practices i will say even perhaps religions, but I will say some common denominators. The connection mm -hmm. with the land, that means the total respect with the earth, the earth as material worlds, the air as respecting the water, the air as respecting the animals, the air as respecting the cycles. And so we can mention several principles that when we follow a religious denomination, a religious denomination has principles. Uh, for example, we may say, uh, if we are connected with the spiritual or religious practices, we are souls, we accept that we are spirits, which many people even don't accept that. But as souls, as souls, we go beyond of connections of skin color, of political affiliation, if I'm Republican, if I'm Democratic, if I'm Mexican or I'm Chinese or I'm from Canada, because it's accepting the most authentic essence of what means uh, to be human being here in this land. And so I can talk so much about it, but I hope that I, I say honestly indigenous, uh, but I cannot say exactly one. But if I need to mention principles, yes, the principles that we are soul. And so that means we are eternal in terms like the soul is really free and the soul really understands love. As human, probably I believe that I understand love, but depending, <laughs> because probably I define love according to what it is convenient to me. But as a soul mm. of a spirit, love is my essence. So in that sense, all of us, all humans are love. And for me, the, the, the spiritual practice becomes like, how do I practice love? How I use love, for example. But I say, this is my classical example. I cannot go to the pharmacy and request, can you sell me please 10 pills of love? or where mm. is the product of love. And so love is a principle that is inside of me and it is inside of me for many, many reasons. But at the same time, it's a force that makes me really feeling like I'm, I'm very simplistic. And I'm not saying I invented this, of course that's no. It's like, of course, if you ask me, I have studied the spiritual practice. Yes, I have studied Buddhism. I have studied many indigenous practices, but I am still connected with indigenous in terms that those values, for example, love, compassion, empathy, we cannot buy those principles. 
somebody tell us or we connect with them and there we go with the practices. I will stop there because probably um, you can ask me or I can ask you about what means practices. But uh, yeah. some people said, uh, or some people say, uh, when I walk and I connect with the woods, I get in peace. Then you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, you need to move more, you need to exercise more. <laughs> but it has been proven. It has been proven that it's not the same do a hiking and see the woods and see the trees and see the plants and see the little birds. It has been proven that it's not the same feeling like going to the gym and be for 45 minutes there running in a machine. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, what is your objective? And so when people do a walk, in order to relax, it's true, we become connected with many things. If people want to go to a gym or has a walking or running machine to burn calories, they can do it. And they can do 45 minutes of running, running, because the objective probably is running, uh, burning calories. But other people said, when I'm in front of the ocean, I feel that power. Because who, I, I, well, when we're in front of the ocean, just you see that magnitude. It is, I, I don't know who cannot see the magnitude. And there is where we, when in the moment that you connect with something higher than us, the human consciousness, it is how I define the spiritual connection. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love that as a framework. And I guess I should share a little bit about my own sort of um, spiritual path and journey. Um, I, um, so, I was raised in a home where both of my parents were uh, Episcopal priests. Um, and so I have uh, diverged from that path frequently and also come back to it. So I do think of myself as an Episcopalian, you know, which is a denomination of Christianity. Um, that is those rituals and traditions mostly feel like home to me. Um, and, um, and I have tried on a lot of other things for size along the way and found found value in almost every spiritual tradition I've paid any attention to I have a harder time with um I have a harder time with some traditions than with others um but uh I I can see value in uh many traditions uh and thinking about um thinking about that sort of idea of connectivity and of love and of connecting with something um, bigger or higher connecting I mean all of that feels important also to my spiritual frameworks and practices I, I do think that one thing that mainstream I don't know I was going to say that I feel like mainstream Christianity has lost and I wonder if it's mainstream Christianity or just me uh, is that connection to um, to the earth, to the uh, to the land, to the air, to the um, yeah, to the oceans, to the and it's not that I don't feel the presence of spirit or spirituality when I am in those environments because I certainly do. I do not as much associate them with my faith or spiritual practices, and so I uh, and so I guess I wonder. Um, I think that feels important also as we're talking about spirituality from a sort of rural and queer perspective, right? Like ruralness is a piece of this too, right? Is And uh, facilitates that connection to a lot of the things that you're talking about in a way that uh, city living makes much more difficult, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, thank you for, thank you for sharing all of that. Does, when we talk about sort of a, a queer perspective, does that um, influence your thinking or your feeling or your expression of your own spirituality? Yes, of course. And so I will say that, um, I, I would say that um, I just need to, to go back a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that when I say indigenous uh, and again, uh, that people who are listening, they need to remember I'm a women gender studies teacher. 
And yeah. so I teach what it is decolonial practices. And yeah. so, look, I am ignorant of all uh, religious institutions because there are many, Lucy. Uh, we may talk about the huge one, what we may identify as Christian institutions, yes, but there are diversity inside of Christianity. Yeah. We yeah. may connect with the huge uh, Jewish uh, institutions, but there are diversity inside of Jewish practices. And yeah, clearly we have the Muslim uh, Arabic practice also, but even in that there are diversities. However, I want to, I want to name those huge three things because it's still being, uh, it, we may call the main street or we may call the biggest institutions. And so we know there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of denominations inside of each one. I want to be very clear that I respect all religious institutions. Clearly, I don't know all of them. I don't know all of them, but I was born Catholic and grow up with some kind of Catholic practice in Mexico. However, uh, we cannot avoid to say that the first contact, religious or not religious, official or not official, is our family. Our family can be the adults that are around us. I'm seriously speaking like Family means like clearly if your parents were incarcerated and you needed to grow up with your uncle or grandmother or, or older brother, sister, etc. Even that already the queerness starts. The queerness mm. starts in like not recognizing that there is only one way of family. No, I grow up with women. That means my mother and my two grandmothers. So those values that I have about that, how I connect with love came from my mother and my both grandmothers. And if I need to be very direct, is my both grandmothers. And I is where I feel that my queerness started because even my queerness is not exactly in the romantic sexual thing. My queerness mm. is that I don't belong to any cultural thing. When I say I'm a, I'm a Latina, the multiplicity is huge. I, I, sadly, I cannot disconnect myself with politics. But honestly, every time that I hear the name of Ted Cruz reminds me politics, reminds me Latino background, and one of the most selfish individuals I have seen lately. A total <laughs> selfishness way of thinking, I'm sorry to say. And so in, in that sense, it's like, oh, there are many ways to be Latinos and I will not like to be connected with some individuals, I'm very honest, <laughs> inside of the Latina multiplicity. In that way, it's the same with religions. It's like the sad thing, the sad thing is that usually we care about the bad news of the religious institutions. But I said, we need to remember that for, Every bad example that we may know, there are 150 good examples. And so I, I am in total peace with all the religions. I did not grow up with a religious education, that is a fact, but I grew up with two incredible grandmothers, which in their own way, supposedly they were Catholics. That means they went to church every Sunday. But do you think mm. that they, they were women who behaved? No. In fact, one of my grandmothers, my, the, the mother of my father, she went to the Catholic mass every Sunday at 8 a.m. And my grandmother was the one that told me that pressed abuse of children in sexual matter. And so mm. through the years, through the years I said, oh my God, I hope that my grandmother was not sexually molested by a Catholic press because how she knew? Well, later I knew that everybody knows. And, and this grandmother was in a rural environment, which that is what I'm so um, connected here. If I need to say queer as part of the umbrella LGBTQ plus, 
yes, I am so connected first because my students, many of my students in women gender studies are inside of the umbrella of LGBTQ. And, and, and this is, we are in one year ago when we needed to go to our homes because the COVID situation. Mm -hmm. At least myself, uh, only one student, only one student from the three classes that I had, only one student had no place where to go because her LGBTQ identity, because her family does not accept her trans identity. And so uh, there is like where I enter in the religious because I am not in an institution, but I am in a college institution where there are policies of confidentiality, where there are policies for this, where there are policies for this. That guess what? Sometimes when I need to help a student, I cannot help because the amount of policies that I have. And so I will say that I enter in conflict with whatever institution, political, religious, uh, academic, when the policies construct such ways of separating us in keeping connected. And, and I, don't, I don't confuse spirituality with religion. I don't confuse that. I know very well that for some people, their connection with the spiritual values came from religion. But I said, no, no, because I talk about these principles in indigenous practices about the land, the connection with the earth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which honestly, if we follow those principles, we will not be suffering of climate change things right now. But also, I'm talking about the the values of our families. Where uh, if somebody grow up inside of a religion, it is good. It is good. But I will be in trouble if my. I'm telling you, I have this contradiction until today. The first person that told me about sexual abuse by Catholic priests was my grandmother. She mm. prayed me. She told me never be alone with these men. These men are not God. These men are representing something, but sometimes they are not wise and they are mean and they abuse of children. And I was like, and this was my Catholic grandmother. And, and the other, what she did not tell me in that way. But she told me never allow to be humiliated by others, including the priest. <laughs> and so it's like, uh, I'm sorry, I grew up with these two grandmothers. It's, it's like yeah. if you ask me how, how I enter, how I enter in a strong gender identity, because my two grandmothers. Now what I it's so funny because clearly these two women grow up in very different places, like we know our mothers and our biological mothers and fathers they don't know each other or or whatever probably if they were in in a kind of community very small and they knew that little but nobody was planning um well i know that arrangement in marriage exists too but this point is like how these two women one in a city one in a small town and probably my love living in a rural area because i don't want to disconnect ourselves from the topic uh, is the isolation. And so we live naturally isolated. Uh, first, because we, we live in a beautiful land. And, uh, and yes, but sometimes to go to visit our friends, we need to drive one hour or half hour mm -hmm. or even 15 minutes, which uh, 15 minutes means like at least one hour walking. And, and maybe we can walk for one hour, but we cannot walk for one hour in the highway because it's dangerous. And so you need a car and that in itself becomes isolating. If you don't have a car, if you don't have a good bike, uh, isolate. And so the rural, area pro the rural area provides already isolating circumstances. And so, but yeah. what about the isolating in not respecting you, in not loving you, in not accepting you? And again, those are the values. We cannot go again to the pharmacy to say, oh, can you sell me one bottle of respect and my willingness to be connected in community? Again, it is how we break up that isolation. So the yeah. isolation of not having a car, that is very simple to see it. But the isolation of not saying hello to each other, of, of not being empathic with the, that, Lucy, that is life. And that takes years to connect. If you connected with that through your religion, good for you, take it. If you connected mm -hmm. that because your family taught you, good for you, take it. 
if you connect that because we become sick, sickness is another way to connect with values. Because yeah. when we, and I'm talking about sickness, like the extreme sickness, cancer, terminal, right now the COVID, uh, I, I look how spiritual I am, how spiritual I am, because the most of the time I'm very upset about humanity. I don't think that we learn so much in the COVID situation. I don't see a lot of real consciousness transformation. And, and the COVID situation gave us the opportunity to sit down, to stop, to listen to each other, to take care of each other. And what, in three weeks, we were like, I'm so tired of being inside. Give me my vaccination. I don't want to use masks. I, I just don't see changes. I just don't see changes. And of course, for sure, there are many people that lost their family. People, for sure, they are more affected than I. I, I know some friends in Spain that die. I know some parents of friends of mine in Mexico and here and in Spain that their parents died because of COVID. But, but I think that I have not been heavily affected, like my loved one or my sister or my mother. That, but uh, those people are in pain, but others I just see so selfish behavior, selfishness. Like, I don't want to use the mask because it's my freedom. Uh, well, mask or no mask, if I cannot prove that the mask will protect everybody. But if people are saying that it's helpful, what is the problem to using if it is about mm. taking care of others? And that yeah. again is where I can, that is the real spirituality. And that is why I'm in peace of religions, Lucy, because I don't think that any priest or minister or rabbi or the pope will tell us, hate each other. I don't think these leaders will tell us that. I don't think, I think these people have decided to be a model and uh, to engage in a huge commitment uh, to do. I, I think that at some point, I just even don't like that people use the excuse. It's like, yes, I'm, I'm very honest. It's, I follow that. Uh, I saw that in, there are stickers like, I don't have problems with Jesus. I have problems with his followers. <laughs> mm. it's, it's not Jesus, right? It's, is the people yeah. that use the name of Jesus to do something. Uh, yeah. And so are us as followers of something that, that we construct the behaviors and, uh, and truly, poor Jesus, honestly, it's, it's like yeah. the guy was crucified for God's sake. And so, but all of us that speak in his name, that is where I said, no, 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 no. At some point we need to take responsibility more when we're speaking in the name of an institution, honestly. Yeah. And you brought so many different pieces together in what you were just saying, but thinking about sort of the places for queerness and, and spirituality to intersect, right? Thinking about those values of caring for each other in community while recognizing that some of us are extremely isolated and isolated by all kinds of different things, isolated by not having access to the kinds of um, communities or faith communities or queer communities that we'd like, isolated by transportation, isolated by poverty, isolated by um, oppressive families, like all, kinds of, like all kinds of things isolate us, isolated now by COVID, right? And that there is this, that, that so much of what um, my experience of queer community has been built on is this idea of like caring for each other in community as a thing that we do and how that ties in again yeah like you say to these ideas of love and connection um, and ways that we yeah it's it's really interesting and you know it feels really important and you talked about this a few minutes ago but to recognize um, colonialism as like a real, real part of Christianity anywhere, but Christianity in um, the Americas particularly, right? Like, well, I don't know, not particularly. Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> Christianity in lots of places. That was, yeah. And, and thinking about um, those sort of um, the struggle 
for those of us who are like working for liberation and who may also have some connection to um, churches or practices that have not always done that or that have done it for some, but not for all. Yeah, yeah, so interesting. And I wonder, so in terms of practices for you in particular, in terms of your own spirituality, your own connection to indigenous practices, I'm not hearing that immediate community is a huge part of that for you, right? Like you're not part of a um, congregation or a, um, or a coven, right? Or a, or a group of any kind that is in an immediate sense. Although I am also hearing that you're connecting to those who have come before and from many traditions. Yeah. No, right, am right I, am now. Am I reading that no. right? No, yes, you're yeah. right. I, I will say that right now, right now, no. Uh, I will say that uh, I, I mentioned this background of my grandmothers uh, in mm -hmm. terms that, uh, that I consider I grow up going yeah. to the Catholic mass where I lived mm -hmm. uh, every Sunday. That was absolutely yeah. the norm. But I confess that as a little girl, uh, I still, in, I, as I said, I'm, I'm in peace with all religions, but clearly I'm in peace with Catholicism. That means like, yes, if we're talking about pedophilia inside of the Catholic church. The Catholic church is not the only place of pedophiles. But obviously, yeah. in that regard, yes, of course, that I will have problems. But um, but as a little girl, I still I still um, having uh, the Virgin Mary and the Virgin of Guadalupe, which is like the the Mexican religion. <laughs> it's like the Virgin of Guadalupe. If you go to Mexico. Is that the the power of Guadalupe is absolutely bigger than the Jesus? Like Jesus is the son, yeah. the mother is Guadalupe. In that sense, again, because I'm a women gender studies teacher, I can analyze that it's a very matrilineal uh, way of of Catholic practice. That the power to the mother is at the center. I confess, yes. If, if you ask me right now, I still pray in the rosary. Of course, that sometimes I pray the rosary because mm. connects me with the love of my grandmothers, and in my case, with the power of the protector mother, which is how I understand uh, Maria or Mary as Virgin and Guadalupe, the protected mother. Uh, and so uh, I will say that is still very, very authentic, which is, uh, yes, but as a little girl, as a little girl, I remember, I'm, I'm very serious about like the, like uh, the, the Virgin Mary Guadalupe. And, and look, there is the, that is why it's the, I'm a colonial subject, Lucy. I cannot say only Guadalupe and Mary. It's like if from mm. the European Catholicism brings the Virgin Mary, uh, Jesus, Joseph, Mary, but Guadalupe becomes like the Aztec name, which if you study mm. the history is an Arabic name. <laughs> so there we, it's like, like we are a mixture, uh, we use the word mestiza. And so in, in my spiritual consciousness, I belong to what we call the mestiza consciousness, which is a mix. That is why I don't have yeah. any problem to be mixed, to be hybrid, to be queer. And, and, yeah. and there is feminism about it as well. But before even feminisms, uh, this mix has excess across Latin America. And so as little girl, I grew up, I just feel that I was born 500 years ago, I swear. Um, I grew up with the practice of bringing flowers to the Virgin, and for me, it was the best of the best. And and look, it's mm. very it's very girly, girly because there were only girls. <laughs> but for me, uh, when I want when I really want to bug my mother, I said, "Mother, I become in lesbian practices because of you, because you put me in this universe of only girls, like all the girls with our white dresses, with a lot of flowers, singing to the Virgin." And, and we were there together in workshops uh, about uh, praying to the Virgin and singing and flowers. 
and I love, uh, clearly later I become a performer. And I said, I, I just love that because it was so per performanceistic practice. Like everybody in dress, beautiful dresses that, that your family did for you. Because I grew up when, when not my mother, but my aunts of my grandmothers, they, they, they really made the dresses for me. And every dress was for me so beautiful and flowers and going with my grandmothers and praying the rosary and singing and flowers to the Virgin. I love that. When I am very, very down, like truly down, these memories mm. came. And for me it's like, thanks. Thanks mm. because probably that has been the only real loving Patricia. I don't think that I'm a loving person now. I because I, I'm telling you, I, ent I enter in conflict with humanity very easily. And so, uh, but that is very authentic inside of me. And so that is why I am still giving the credit to Catholicism. Why not? I I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> I I'm not, but I'm not uh, that's Catholic for sure. Yes, for sure, I'm not. But I never have uh, avoided that. And so, and after that, and and, and I can write in the chem this name, write this name because as teenager, as teenager, I will say that Buddhism was my thing. And I don't know any teenager that is not in conflict. I was a conflictive teenager as all teenagers, part of my mother. I, I think that I did not talk like for two years. No, because I was upset with my mother, but I, I, I truly say part of my mother. I did not talk. I just did not talk. And uh, and of course my mother for sure, for thin, but I did not talk because I was upset with humanity. I said, I'm not talking with nobody because people don't understand. And, and so it's it's part of being teenager when we create rebellious things like I never hurt anyone or I never kill or steal or whatever, but I remember very well that I was in silence, total silence, mm -hmm. like not talking with, imagine teachers, my mother, my family are not talking. I, but, so yes, I was this ugly teenager too, that for sure was a pain in the neck. But I remember that I was in silence because I just felt that whatever I said does not matter. These people don't change. Humans are means. What is the, the object? And so uh, it is like, yes, I, I is when I really start paying attention to Buddhism, uh, Buddhist practices and Buddhism has given us all kind of meditations, but they are they come from Buddhist. And so I said, like, mm. okay, probably I'm so west because I need music and singing. And um, now that I see the Black American practices, it's no question about it. Like, if I will be in the United States for sure, I will go to all the gospel teaching. Because uh, I need to sing, I need I need to pray by singing, and and so uh, that has been through the years to discovering. But at least for fifteen years, I was totally concentrated in a spiritual practice that uh, it's an American. Um, I call it Ekankar. That is E C K A N K E R Ekankar, and I give the credit to Ekankar because um, I worked with dreams because they, they have wonderful practices to work with your dreams. And uh, they have principles like we are souls that connected already with my um, indigenous Mexican practices that I had. Uh, but I think that even inside of Ekankar, I enter in what is not easy to me, Lucy. I cannot obey all policies. And so mm. when I discover that there is a policy I will not be able to follow is when I say, thank you so much. Very nice to meet you. I will not obey everything. And, and I have all kinds of issues with the status quo things. And it's, it's what to me is everything in the institution is about the status quo anyway. Some of them are better than others, but at some point I, I just felt like I don't belong here. Um, yeah. Because there are many practices in the institutions where all the institutions more when they are connected with religious practice, some of them, some of them tell you clearly you are welcome. But later 
you discover like, well, I'm welcome if I do this and this and this and this and this. And it is where I just feel that the claustrophobic feeling and yeah. that develops to me claustrophobic anxieties. And, but I give the credit to them in terms that uh, my real commitment, I think that as an adult, um, what really means to practice love? And it is where I discovered that I don't need to belong to an institution. I don't need to pay a membership. I don't need to go to church every Sunday in order to take the commitment how do I practice love? Which some days I said, I'm not practicing. I feel mean. I feel selfish. I feel like I don't like you. Uh, and, and, and so if I'm there, how I go back to the other place? And so it's just been open to be human, but wow. with consciousness. And I don't think that it's easy. It's like a 24 hours love. I can tell you lately, um, well, since I did my doctoral, I entered in the restorative justice practices. And so mm -hmm. there is a simple question in restorative justice, like, what are you bringing to the circle? Which to me is the same. How are you practicing love? What are you bringing to the circle of conversation? I'm bringing my frustration. That's okay, but I need to tell you, you know what, Lucy, I'm bringing my frustration today. Uh, mm -hmm. Or I'm bringing my peace today. Oh, I'm bringing my anger again. But it's not like, I'm angry, I will hurt you. I'm frustrated, I will use you as my punching box discharge. And that is mm. like, I'm sorry, even going to therapy. I do therapy. I am not doing right now, but but I have done therapy. <laughs> and, yeah. and it is like, I just want to be a good person. <laughs> okay, and so I'm bringing all my staff to the therapist in terms to, bringing that stuff with my students or bringing with other people that is not their business. But I think that, that that takes a commitment. And that is what I say, if you are in a religious institution, all religious institutions have good values, follow those values. If you are not, okay, follow values. What, yeah. what values are you following? Uh, and so that, that is what I call the spiritual practice. And that is what, yeah. like, no, it's, my problem is not the institution. My problem is that the institution is there for me. Clearly in institutions, we use that word as a bad word, but it's not a bad word because we can change as communities. Okay, use your community, connect with your community, involve in the community. And, and some people like me sometimes need silence and be totally alone that it's okay and that is where i feel like uh, um a society we are not open to to all practices and i'm very i'm very clear i said why do you accept why do you accept that the, the dalai lama is single myself that i'm a single person and i'm a single person by choice and i feel that any any person and any institution likes single people and mm. and so i said why do you accept that the dalai lama is single why not me? And so uh, clearly I'm like, no, seriously, why do you accept that the pop is single? Yeah. <laughs> why? I, I, why not me? Why is something, what is something wrong is with me if I don't want to get married? And honestly, mm -hmm. he's like, why not? And, and if you study history, if you study history, it, it's like practicing singlehood. It, it's also a commitment like, okay, I'm working in myself. Uh, and, and so, I can work in myself and I can work in community, but why we accept that some entities are, are single and nobody questions that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and this is my way of living and I need to explain you and I need to prove in therapy, I'm not traumatized. And oh my God, because the amount of traumas that people have put over me because I'm single is like, oh, because your father, oh, because your mom. And I was like, yes, 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 whatever, whatever. Because yeah. <laughs> society is, is better, it's more, it's more excusable to have the trauma. Yeah. Because, and so I can blame others, but no, I'm not blaming anyone. And so yeah. I don't know, but it's, uh, but whatever I said, it is hard, but it is wonderful. I think that, that to engage in this kind of practice for me is so exciting. To me, it's, 
I don't know, probably I love challenges, but I love that challenge, Lucy. And believe me, yeah. with you, if I can describe you as a good person, no, I will say only bad things about me. But for me, the <laughs> challenge, the challenge, like, how can I practice empathy and love and compassion? It's mm. so powerful that it's like, I don't know if someday I will be able to do it, but I want to do. I want to do, mm. and it's a practice. That is my key word, practice, practice. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm so human. It's like only for 24 hours, only for 24 hours, I will try to be nice with people. <laughs> and I, I need to go to sleep and start the next day, which is the, yeah. the principle about addictions, right? It's like the yeah. wonderful, the wonderful principles that double uh, A has is only for 24 hours because it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So only for five minutes. Okay. So, oh my God, I have a faculty meeting. I need to go and I need to take a meditation of 10 minutes after that because I know that I will be so corrupted of a lot <laughs> of discussions or, or, or some groups or some things. We are dealing with with heavy things, the shooting yeah. against, um, yeah. talking about gun control. Uh, do you think that I can yeah. be a lovely person when I'm discussing that? No, because uh, are so infuriating, are so, uh, so much, um, take just so yeah. much pain that from people and from us, um, from society, that it's just take the break. So it's like, okay, I need, 20 minutes meditation after this in order to go back. But practice, if you ask me, look, if you ask me what is spirituality, I would say practice, practice. Whatever you do, and if you have a rabbi that guides you, if you have a spiritual teacher, if you have a priest, if you have a minister, follow them because they are there usually to offer good guidances, honestly. Mm. And of course, some of them will be bad, yes, good. And if you discover that go bad, Go and talk with others. Uh, but yeah, never, never should be alone. Never. Yeah. Never. Never. And so I, I'm not alone. I, I have people that I can call. Uh, I can go to therapy uh, because that means yeah. working in myself. Uh, but, but of course, I have friends. It's true. I have not had the need to go back to a group right now. Yeah. No, but but I gave the credit, including the Catholic Church with the Virgin Mary and girls singing. I give the credit to everything. Yeah. Uh, so I have, I guess, I, like I said, I could talk to you about this all day, but I have, I guess, I have one more, one more um, question. So if you, and this may be too expansive to even answer, and feel free to shut me down if so. So if you were creating, if you didn't have the background that you had, right? Because we know that a lot of LGBTQ folks have had a lot of really painful experiences as they have tried to find a spiritual practice or a spiritual community. Um, and that's really real and should not be neglected. So if you were coming from a background that where you had not had opportunities that felt connected to you and you were trying to like, as an adult, build a spiritual practice from scratch, where would you start? What would you do first? Right now, mm -hmm. right now I have something that I would love to learn more and obviously working with others, collaborating where for me, there is no question about Lucy, about the LGBTQ that um, um, that I I really don't want to ignore that, of course, now there are more openings in several institutions connected with religious views. Mm -hmm. uh, but we cannot say that is the majority for people. And yeah. so... Um, I just don't want to ignore that because as I said yeah. last year, okay, it was only one student that I knew. Uh, yeah. And so if I teach three classes and I have 
25, 27 students in each class. And so there are like what, uh, around 80 students per week that I interact. Uh, and it was only one. I don't want to say that, okay, it was only one because mm. it's only one that I knew. Uh, right. um, but there are thousands of students at where I work. And so for sure there are more that I did not know. Uh, and so I don't want to ignore that. And so it's still being like other student uh, has having issues, uh, no because LGBTQ queer identities, but uh, because uh, her parents um, are in a strong addictions. And so yeah. uh, she will become homeless that year. That because mm -hmm. beco she become homeless that year. Yeah. And so I don't want to forget that. I don't want to disconnect yeah. myself with that. And so it's only one, well, only one that I knew. And so in that sense, uh, again, some women gender studies teacher, I was reading when, uh, one article two weeks ago um, saying, um, this author said that why we need to focus all the time in suicidal of LGBTQ um, teenagers. Hmm. And I said, well, because they are still committing suicidal. Yeah. And, and of course, of, of course that I, of course that I can talk about, oh, how wonderful it is. Oh my God, everybody has the same rights. Oh my God, everybody's protected. But it's not the truth. It's like police brutality is still being very high for trans individuals. Uh, people are incarcerated and get in very different circumstances inside of the umbrella of LGBTQ. And so, uh, no, no, we can, and, 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 and that is what I say, I, I don't know how to balance. Like, it's not that I'm obsessed all the time in the pessimistic, sad realities. I said, there are not sad realities to me. Are there realities and some people need more help than others? And hopefully we are there when they need us. So yeah. that that is one thing where, um, that it's not the true. It's, 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 I will not say, oh, because my wonderful uh, friend Lucy, uh, thanks God, she, she has a good relationship with families. And, uh, yes, but how many are? The majority yeah. are not. And so, yeah. uh, um, and we saw in the past administrations that all the laws about protecting LGBT rights were in jeopardy again. Yeah. And, and until today, we, we have several things of the backlash. And, and so we need to be very together working in that. And, and I don't separate that from politics, uh, Judy. I, I, I yeah. am I'm not like, oh, this is politics, this is spirituality. I cannot separate. But the other that I truly would love uh, to know how to do it, is with mental illness issues. Probably now it's like, okay, it's not only about LGBTQ umbrella or identities, but, mm. uh, but that is where I live. As person living in New Hampshire, the isolation of life in this area is huge. Uh, and the mental illness thing, uh, it, it's huge. And, mm. and there, I would love to have a way when I'm working with my students and they have all, document, all documentation to prove that they have uh, mental illness issues, anxiety, panic attacks, etc. There, I, I cannot say who I am because to me it's like, why do you care about this stupid book? It's like, if reading this stupid book that I'm teaching creates you such anxiety, forget about that stupid book. It's like <laughs> any oh. book, any exam, any academic performance, anything, it's superior than your well-being. And so how mm. I can do in a way that I don't minimize 
oh, just relax. Because mm. I am this person. Because I'm telling you, I don't follow rules. I don't follow rules. Yeah. College will find me together tomorrow. Oh, okay, follow me. I, I, I don't follow rules. And so I don't know how to connect. Like when I see the level of anxiety, I said, oh, ma, who told you? Who told you you need to be perfect? Who told you you need to do this? Who told you you need to work? Who told you you need? Who told you that? But of course, there is a, a, an anxiety there. there. There is people are taking medicine. But who told you this? And it's yeah. like, no wonder you cannot sleep. No wonder you cannot breathe. No one. And so how can I have a way? And so everybody that is listening, please. No textbook. No system. No problem. No disaster is superior than us. Uh, and I don't know how to say it, uh, but I just see my poor students. I never use my poor students. I say my poor babies that are not my babies, but I'm like, who told you? It's impossible not having anxiety in, in the way that you, and, and that is cultural, cultural background. Perfectionism does not exist. And, and there are many things that don't exist. And... And so the pressure, it is just so ugly. And that, if you send me how I start from scratch, I am yeah. I'm looking ways uh, because I cannot say, oh, just relax. Oh, don't, which, which I hear sometimes people saying, I just, just mm. relax. Life is easy. Oh, don't be, I just focusing. And it's like, no, I, I was last week, which is just last week, I think so. Uh, we had some uh, performance here that were about food insecurity. Um, mm. and, and I was like, okay, I attended once and it was great. Uh, and I was so curious to see how they will work with different audiences. And so that is why I attended three times. First, because this, the, the performance was different every time. But I was very curious to see the different audiences. And, and so the one uh, was good. And, and it's very, now you will see that I'm not a loving person. Because I, you will see I'm not a loving person, Lucy, because I was, <laughs> I enjoy the performance. And, and I think that I enjoy because there were no questions from audience. Practically it was oh. like, okay, no questions, <laughs> goodbye. Okay. But and so in the second one, I started getting uncomfortable because these stories were about food insecurity. And by the way, by the way, I was like, oh my God, maybe, maybe I have food insecurity as well because food insecurity, their definition was incredible, uh, wonderful because it's like, uh, well, clearly it's not only did you have food, but I said it. If you only ate donuts or coffee or fries, you are living in food insecurity because this mm. food is not good. You, you're not eating. You, you're, you're not having the, the things that a body needs. And I was like, oh my God, because sometimes when I'm so lazy now, I just have like, I have my donut quickly because clearly mm. hungry. So I, I love it. Their concepts of food insecurity, wonderful. But what was... Um, difficult for me to hear it was that they presented three different stories one that happened at la california other that happened at miami and the third one i don't remember mm. but the the answers from the audience were like oh i'm so glad that does not happen here Oof. Oh, I'm so glad we are so wonderful community because, oh, it's very sad that they suffered that, but here we help each other. Everybody mm -hmm. is connected. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, oh, it's so sad. For and I start feeling like, where do you live? Yeah. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah. what did you mean we don't have food insecurity? It's like, what did you mean we help each other every time? What did you mean you are totally cared by your community? When I said, even people right now haven't even done access to vaccinations. And I was really like, where do, do we, I said, do I live in the same place? Do, yeah. Do I, and and I started like don't don't even say nothing, Patricia, because it's like what are you bringing to the circle? Because I said like I'm I'm not bringing any contribution. I'm bringing like, what are you? What are you? Yeah. like but I I said I'm leaving, and so I said like okay, but it was in two consecutive things, and I was like, yes, we like our comfort. We don't want to be moved, yeah. but at the same time, it's like clearly because it's sad, because our sad realities. And so now that I'm thinking how how we combat this mental anxiety, well, clearly I cannot touch that reality because that will increase my anxiety. And there is like, okay, I'm sorry, long question, but I'm there. I'm there, like, what we can do? And I said, okay, I don't want to disconnect myself. Like, everything is fine here. Nobody needs help. We are the perfect community. <laughs> because it's not what I see with the students in my reality. It's not what they report. Yeah. It's not what they believe. But at the same time, uh, what can I bring as contribution and collaboration? Well, I do my best. But at the same time, I don't want to come to overwhelming you because probably you have enough that you really cannot take it more. And, mm. and I would love you let me know. And so I'm there. I'm there because, look, this is the wonderful thing, Lucy. Wonderful and challenging. Does not matter how much I have learned. Does not matter that I consider that thanks to my grandmothers, I learned good stuff. Does not matter that I have done therapy, I don't know for how many years. Does not matter I have a PhD and read wonderful materials every day. I don't know how to do this. And so mm. that is why I'm so indigenous, like cycles, like does not matter all this experience. I'm here in zero in zero because we don't know how to do it. And that for me is not overwhelming. That for me is just the opportunity to say, wow. And so instead of saying, I'm so glad we have the perfect community. I said, okay, wonderful. And so let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> because if we have the perfect community, we should be able to do this. And he's like, oh my God, good, uh, wonderful. And, and so there is like, I'm in zero. I'm in zero to talk about racial issues right now. Um, so I was just reading from some friends of mine that they have a <clears throat> only black, black, black and Latino, Afro-American and Afro-Latino uh, farm. And, and that means only if you are black or brown, you can go. And I'm like, I, 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 I cannot say this to my friends. First, my friends here, nobody is black and nobody's brown. And I was mm. like, are you serious? And I was like, yes, Patricia, I'm serious. And I was like, oh my God. And so I, I was talking with them because I would love to have a workshop for my students. And so I was talking with them and, I, and they said, yes, Patricia, you know that we have all that workshops, that other educational workshops are not for everybody, but if your institution is predominantly white, they need to hear, they need to read first this manual. And, and, and Lucy, the manual is like 250 pages. And I'm uh -huh. like, but I said, you know what, it's true. It's true. Because many yeah. community of colors, we are so tired of educating white people. Yeah, and, and there I'm yeah. in zero. I'm in zero, Lucy. I'm in zero. How we talk about race again? Because I'm, I'm, I'm I belong to the community that we are so tired, and and 
and police brutality against blacks and browns will not stop. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know sometimes how to do it. And so there I'm in zero. And so that is that will be my question. What I do when I'm in zero again? Well, let's start yeah. the game and never, never, never. I could believe I can do by myself. I need obviously us, all of us. And if that yeah. is community or that is church, that's fine. But us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for allowing me Thank to you so much, this. Because it's true. I was feeling like, oh, no, it's true. It's like it starts from zero. Probably it will be my, my thing. Um, because yes, I I grew up with these wonderful women uh, yeah. that gave me just so much for the rest of my life. Uh, they are not anymore here physically, but uh, but it's true, Lucy. Uh, and again, you yeah. see, I'm not simplifying. I'm not simplifying, yeah. but it's it's like the day that my grandmother told me, like, ah, if you wake up and you see the seal of the house, Patricia, that's enough to be happy. And to me, it's how I feel now. It's like, oh, I woke up. Oh, the house is there. It's enough to be happy. After that, yeah. it's like, oh, well, I have a back pain and, and I need to grade papers. And I need to, <laughs> but it's like, oh, it's enough to start. And I'm just so yeah. thankful that that's enough to start. And I would say, yeah. like, yes, thank you so much because this conversation is reminding me, like, that's not matter I feel in zero again, but it is enough to start. Well, thank you so much again, uh, no, thank Patricia. You, Patricia. It's so great to get to talk to you and see you even over Zoom. Um, yes. And um, we're we're so grateful that you were able to do this today. Thanks. Absolutely. No, thank you so much. So honored, and and thank you for allowing me to talk. I'm a talker, and so I'm so sorry I talk so much. But uh, thank oh, you. Oh no, I love to hear you talk. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.